Welcome everyone to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub and you should too. Today we're going to talk about the 2023 Starseed Prophecy. You may or may not have heard of it, um, but today's going to be a good episode because let me uh, get the comments going here. Here we are. Uh, what's up, uh, Jacob? How are you doing, my friend? Leathercraft Nation in the house. Um, we're going to talk about the Starseed Prophecy 2023. If you haven't heard of it, don't worry. Nobody has because I made it up before I went live today. But I do think it is something that you definitely shouldn't sleep on because it quite possibly will affect you in many, many ways. Now, how can something I just made up affect you? Well, because I'm actually pulling from ancient texts and understanding that every time there is a squeeze on our reality, every time there is a prophetic timeline unfolding, that there is a flood of starseeds, indigos, seers, watchers of our planet born into humanity. And uh, I personally believe I am one of them. I believe you are one of them too. If you are here listening to this and this type of thing interests you and you want to, um, you want to unlock humanity, you want to unlock the consciousness of humanity. What's up, Jason? Thank you for the stars, my brother. Lupe, welcome. Thomas, welcome. Uh, Jacob says, perfect timing. Hey, hey, absolutely. Jorge, welcome, my friend. So... This prophecy is, uh, again, something that I think unfolds time and time and time again. And I've been working with some new artwork here. We've got the Paladero Canyon, which I live uh, pretty much right next to, uh, with a, a hiker here with stars in his eyes, some sacred geometry. He's awakening. He's realizing what his calling is. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today with Enoch. The final part of the secret Noah story in Enoch. If you've never heard of the secret Noah story in Enoch, uh, just to recap, Noah is born. Little baby Noah is born. He is what some may consider albino, what some may consider even translucent. Uh, it says white and red, uh, red rosy cheeks. Um, I can imagine um, a very space-like looking child. Um, he was born with hair, it says. He was born able to speak with the Lord. Um, and that he actually, when he opened his eyes, lit the whole house up because beams of light actually came out of his eyes. Now, why is this important? Is this just a mythology? Is this real? Is it actually tie into the Bible? What is all of this within the biblical narrative of the flood? Again, is it all mythologies? I don't know. I can't tell you that. If you're a biblical literalist, this is probably the worst channel for you because that's probably the least thing that I am. I look at the Bible as um, a collection of mythologies and ideas that kind of come together to give us a better idea of what our histories may have been like. I'm also an ancient astronaut theorist, so I definitely ascribe to the idea that uh, ancient aliens, extraterrestrials, probably had something to do with seeding our planet and trying to upgrade humanity. Um, I'd also believe in the ancient Hindu principles of Brahman and Atman, the uh, original beings uh, that are energetic principles, the God within each of us. I believe that's what Christ came to preach. 
Um, and so with all that said, that's kind of my setup. I welcome everyone of all walks of life, faith, race, religion, tradition, orientation, doesn't matter who you are, as long as you're here in love and light. Uh, this is just an open, honest message for everybody to just come together. I am a light worker and a mystic, and I think that this prophecy I'm going to share today is absolutely beautiful and something that we should all hear. So, Esso Teresa, welcome. How are you, my friend? Merle, what's up, my brother? Uh, Joshua, how are you, my friend? Uh, just in time, absolutely. Anthony says, love your work, brother. Thank you, my friend. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, we're going to finish up Enoch here in verse 18. That's kind of the preface of where we're at in the study of Enoch before we go into a whole new chapter, a whole new part of the study. Um, so Enoch's father is terrified. Basically, he's saying, hey, he resembles the sons of God or the watcher angels or the extraterrestrials or the gods, whatever you want to decipher that as. What's up, Tony? How are you, my friend? Uh, Susanna, welcome. we got a lot of people on today. Thank you guys very much for the support. Uh, so in verse 18, it says, And now make known to thy son Lamech that he who has been born is in truth his son, and call his name Noah, for he shall be left to you. And he and his sons shall be saved from destruction which shall come upon the earth on account of all the sin and unrighteousness which shall be consummated on the days of it, uh, on earth in his days. Okay, here's why this is important. Who is talking here? Okay, we know Enoch is talking, but what Lord is he with? Like we know from all these different mythologies, there are different Lords. I'm reading through the Bhagavad Gita right now, and Lord Krishna is called Lord Krishna. Uh, Lord Shiva is called Lord Shiva. Like, you know, there are different Lords. So even in the Bible, when it just says Lord, we, we don't know who that's talking to. Nine times out of ten in the Old Testament, it's talking about Yahweh Elohim. Uh, which is a very specific god from the pan uh, the Canaanite pantheon of gods, okay? Um, and we have to understand that, guys. You're going to be told by countless uh, fundamentalist channels out there, countless church channels, that this is all one god in the Old Testament. That That is just not even logical, guys. Uh, when you actually get into the biblical narrative and start to understand the differences and the characteristics of the gods, I'm not here to tell anyone what to believe. I'm just saying open your mind, read it for yourself, actually think about it. What does it even mean? What, you know, uh, what are these maker gods? Um, when you get into the Sumerian tablets, this is very important to the study today. Look up the Sumerian tablets. They're cuneiform tablets, and they are um, written... Um, about 6,000 years ago, I believe. Um, and they detail the Anunnaki maker gods coming down from the stars and making man in their own image. Okay, well, what does that sound very familiar? Um, well, why do we have now in, in the biblical canon, in the Hebrew tradition, a very similar story that's kind of pieced together just understand, guys, that after the time of Christ, when Rome took over, all of these things within the Bible started getting pieced together. And you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear to understand what is actually being said in it. And um, I am not one to come and say this is the written word of God. Okay, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the word of God is written down anywhere. That's just my belief. Okay, and there's a lot of channels out there right now saying. 
why would God leave us high and dry? And here, I'm here to tell you he didn't, okay? Uh, the energetic, the, the singular being God, the feminine, the masculine God within, the quantum within all things, the, the energetic makeup of consciousness wants to love you, wants to heal you, wants to bring understanding and enlightenment to you. By the way, wants to download its consciousness directly into yours and allow you to co-create with it. That is the God I believe in, okay? Not the ET gods. Now, I believe that the ET gods are all serving that divine energy and that divine fractal of creation, uh, we know within our scientific studies that math proves that there is some sort of energetic conscious intelligence that's connected to all things. Like we just know that, uh, it's too weird how everything works. And, and the, the fact that we even have a source code is insane. And we're in this 3d lower vibrating reality. And, uh, those of us that are lucky enough to break through, and see the stars for what they are, see others for what they are, see the patterns and colors of creation, the energetic projections, and the ancient language of divine sacred geometry within all things. We understand that God is much different and much greater and much more vast and much more penetrating through all things than what most modern religions tell us. And that's what I'm here to do, guys. I'm a mystic and a light worker, and I want to help unlock your consciousness to a much bigger picture of who you are, what you're destined for, and what the true God actually wants for you. Because there's plenty of little G-gods, okay? Plenty of little G-gods. And we got plenty of stories, even some of the little G-gods claiming that they are the only gods because they're proud, because they're angry, because they're judgmental. And that's not the God that I serve and not the God that a lot of you guys in here serve, by the way. Um, Spirit Wonder says, I thought in Enoch, the Anunnaki were giants, not creators. Okay, so in Enoch, the Anunnaki are actually not specifically laid out in Enoch, um, but the Nephilim are what are considered the giants in Enoch. So uh, we would say in Enoch that the Anunnaki were most likely the watcher angels that came down and created their own race with humanity. Um, now, here's where it gets interesting. What, you know, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in these stories? That's what we have to really ask. You go back far enough in the book of Enoch, in the beginning of our studies, I was assuming that the Watchers were the ones that sinned against humanity and that Jesus was reversing the sin of the Watchers. Now I see more closely that people like Noah and Enoch um, and even Christ himself may have been more of that um, extraterrestrial, like the higher form of race of extraterrestrial uh, line that we're trying to enlighten humanity and free them from the lower gods who decided to trap us within a 3D matrix, a lower vibrating matrix. Now, that is complete speculation, by the way. I have no idea, okay? I'm just saying... We have a million different versions of these mythologies floating around uh, the ethos. And you have to make up your mind on what you believe. Uh, you have to make up your own mythos on what you believe. A mythos is a Greek word. It's a set of agreements about a thing, specifically around a mythology. And until you know what mythos you agree with, it's really hard for you to step into any kind of divine power any kind of divine path because you don't even have a clue what you're following or where you're going. 
Now, this is not to be confused with doctrine or dogma, okay? My mythos is fluid. It is always changing. It is open like a lotus flower to collect all of the beautiful rainwater from the heavenly realms that will funnel into my consciousness and help develop me as a soul as I am on my journey on this planet right now. So, with that said, I hope that you can do the same thing with me and just open up open up your heart, open up your mind. Um, God Force King says, I am the one to bring the word of God. Absolutely you are, and we all are, by the way. And that's what I believe. That's why I don't believe that there is one divine written word of God. I think the written word of God is sacred geometry. It is the divine computation, the logos of God, and it's within all of us, and we have an opportunity to interact with it and create into it. Um, and that's the true word of God, the true believers that awaken and go, hey, I'm divine. There's something out there more than what I've been told. And uh, the hierarchies within self fall into place naturally when we understand that because you realize you're a part of something greater. And you realize that uh, there's no difference between you and the homeless person on the corner. We are all one. Their suffering is your suffering um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, Maricone says, what is your God's name? Um, my God, as I'm talking about it now, there's plenty of different names of God. If you look through the biblical canon, but, um, the Brahmin, uh, concept in Hinduism is more what I ascribe to because it's what Christ talked about. Okay. Uh, the God and the kingdom of God that Christ preached is, is almost quite literally, the Hindu tradition and uh, and even in some cases the Buddhist tradition um, of Brahman, which is an energetic and intelligent being. It's the one true being that is fully realized when the consciousness is awakened, when we realize we are one, when we serve others, when we feel into things with our heart and our truth and our love, um, when we upgrade our mind our consciousness and open our mind to love others um, it's the four yogas um, a lot of traditions say it's head heart and hands that's a very simple way i add the fourth which is the yoga of energy uh, when you combine the actions the thoughts and the energetic feelings of the heart you create spiritual energies spirits around you and, I, and that's what i believe and that's what I believe this big prophecy is that I'm talking about today. This prophecy that I made up today before I went live. Oh, so he's a prophet now. No, no, no. I'm not saying that, guys. I'm just saying I did a video the other day. His name is Brahman then. Okay, he doesn't have a name. Uh, he says you didn't answer his name. Um, so he, he, it's not a name, guys. Everybody's worried about the name. What is the name? The name is you, okay? The name is me. That's what Christ came to teach, that God is within us. He's all around us. He's through all things, okay? He's not a man on a chair that needs a name with a certain amount of letters. He is a divine computation. He is a fractal mind. He is a male and female, masculine and feminine energy. Not a gender, but the energies of that combined. The tri-unity of the father, the mother, the son, we have these 3D concepts to represent esoteric, spiritual, energetic, and even quantum concepts that we do not understand, okay? We do not understand. So, uh, Richard Frazier says, uh, don't be fooled. Absolutely, Richard, do not be fooled, my friend. 
be careful uh, out there with lots of doctrines and dogmas. Uh, there's plenty of people that will do that. So uh, this is why many won't come to Christ. Richard says, here's the deal about coming to Christ. Okay. Um, when you start to understand how the biblical canon was canonized and, and like the council of Nicaea and, uh, the Roman church and all the things that were done and happened, you kind of realize, okay, who am I really going to listen to here? And for me, I really listen to, and everything I teach is from the words of Christ. Okay. This is not a religious channel. This is not a Christian channel. I'm a light worker and a mystic, but Christ is my yogi, my guru. I follow him and his teachings. Um, I believe that they are the most transcendent, the most universal, the most loving and the most inclusive for all peoples. Okay, outside of the religion of Christianity, by the way. That's what I teach, and I'm here to love you with that. If you're looking for someone to say, go to the person of Jesus or the icon of Jesus, that's not me. Okay, I've I've had to deconstruct from that years ago, um, but I do love Christ. I do love the word, the logos of God, that energy, that entity, by the way. An, an energy, an energetic force can be an entity. It can be an intelligence. It can it can manifest itself as I'm reading through the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Lord Krishna is literally talking and he says that because of his elevated consciousness, because of his achievement as a god, he is able to manifest himself within physical matter because he can control it with his consciousness. Okay, literally says that in the Bhagavad Gita that I'm reading and I'm paraphrasing, but it, it, it's mind blowing because this is what we're being taught by people like Jesus Christ himself. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Um, and, and you do not have to agree with me. Um, obviously Richard doesn't agree with me, but I love you brother. Um, and I, Richard, if you think I'm making a lot of money off of this, you are terribly wrong. My friend, terribly wrong. Um, I show up here a lot for people, a lot, okay? And we have a beautiful community. Um, so with that said, um, if you're willing to open up your mind, you're going to find a really cool side of this. Um, Shannon, great question. Um, I'm going to answer this now. This is a, a touchy subject. Shannon asks, what are your thoughts on Yeshua versus calling, calling him Jesus? And I'm going to answer this and be really honest. After I get a drink of water, I got really into the Hebrew roots thing. Okay. And this is in all love. I don't care what tradition you follow. I'm just telling you where I found fruit. I got really into calling him Yeshua uh, or Yahusha. And I'm telling you guys, it left me so high and dry. I, I couldn't see straight. I just was so in despair and I felt so spiritually dried up. Um, and then it wasn't until recently when I really realized, um, what his name is, what, what is the meaning of Jesus? And I believe this is where I currently am at, by the way. Um, Richard, if you're a minister, then you should know better than to troll on people. So, um, I hope that's not true, my friend, but if you are a minister, 
then it's not your job to go call out fake people. It's your job to love them. And this is a perfect example right here. So um, we respect you. We love you. But you should know better. So I'm giving you that opportunity right now. You can show up in here and love people. Or you can uh, you can go on and go go start your own channel. Go speak on your own instead of trolling on other people. Um, so the whole Jesus versus Yeshua debate. This is a really good question. Let me get back into this. Um, I believe his name was Iesus, okay? And I believe that that means and is a very, very good representation of the idea of he is us. Like who is the Christ? He is us. We we are supposed to awaken. We are supposed to help. We are supposed to save humanity. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. I thought he was born a virgin. He lived. He taught. He died. He rose again. All of the stuff. That's fine if you believe that. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not saying I don't believe that. I'm just saying that for me, I understand the story a lot easier when it's an esoteric understanding of the idea that we are the Christ we seek because that's what he taught. He said, you'll do greater things than even I have done. He said, you have the power to forgive sins. You have the power to heal. You have the power to restore. He told us that over and over and over and over. And the idea that we try to tie him to the old Testament God and fulfill all these prophecies. And then, I mean, yeah, I believe they crucified him. Absolutely. And I believe that they saw his light being body. They saw his his remanifestation. Just as we see that like Krishna can remanifest himself. By the way, are they both possibly the same entity or similar entities? I don't know. It's really, really hard, guys, because when we put dogma on it, that's when I have a problem. When it's this way or you're going to hell, that is literally nothing but fear. That is the fruit of fear. That is the fruit of judgment. And there, I, I don't see any place for that in the kingdom of God, in the true esoteric kingdom of God within us. And if you look into the ancient traditions, especially uh, the Hindu traditions, which I've been really into lately, you start to see exactly, exactly what Jesus was teaching. Um, it's what works for you. Absolutely. Shannon says, I hate fear. Me too, Shannon. Me too. Uh, focusing on how it applies to life is good. Absolutely. Jesus was put here to teach us how to get out of the wheel of karma. Amen. You better match. Um, amen. And, and Jesus taught karma. He taught us how to burn karma. He taught us how to neutralize karma. He taught us how to, uh, get off the wheel. Absolutely. Um, like literally everything he taught is Eastern mysticism. And we forget that we've tried to Anglicanize him, turn him into a, uh, a Roman, a Greek and Roman figure rather than, uh, the true mystic that he was. He was a mystic wanderer. Um, we assume we know what ethnicity he was, but there's a million different debates on that. Um, so for all intents and purposes, what if we just go, okay, what is the meaning of the story of Jesus rather than what is the history or the literal interpretation of the story of Jesus? What it, how is that applied to me? And that's what I try to look at. Like, what did he actually say and teach? And what does that do to me? How does that empower me and make me come alive? Because it does, by the way. It does. It absolutely does. And whether he was from a 
extra dimensional race of beings that are here to enlighten humanity and return them to Brahman, uh, the energetic spirit of God. Um, and you guys can look up Brahman Atman. Um, it's very, very interesting. I'm going to teach a lot more on that. I'm, I'm really getting into the meat of the Bhagavad Gita now, and I'm going to teach more on that. I'm going to be doing a live with Bob Peck this month. Uh, he's going to talk a lot about that. He wrote a book called Original Sin is a Lie. And you guys will see exactly how the Church of Rome created this idea of original sin and the idea that you're not good enough, okay? Because what did they do? They crucified the one that said you were. Think about that. And then we've got people like Paul, who himself was a Roman, who had his own experience with Jesus and then decided to convert, and now all of a sudden is the authority within every church in our country here. You guys get what I'm saying? Christ came to empower us and create more Christs, not create churches, followers, and victims. The way to true enlightenment is the life of Jesus. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we actually look at how he lived, how he taught, how he walked, how he ate even, I mean, just little things like that. You know, he was most likely a pescatarian, uh, eating fish, grains, vegetables, what, what, what you know, what they would have had around there. Exactly correct, the principle says. His church was originally called The Way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and never intended to be a hierarchy. Uh, you better match. Absolutely. And by the way, you better match. You know, I've talked a lot. I did a bunch of videos before Christmas on the Divine Feminine. If you didn't see those, go check them out. Um, the church in Rome and our entire construct now, okay, uh, I've got to be careful with how I word this because I try to avoid the conspiratorial type discussion. But I hope you guys realize that the divine feminine has been scrubbed out of your spirituality. And by scrubbing that out of your spirituality, you are absolutely shortchanging yourself and, and quite possibly even limiting your ability to fully come awake. And I'm trying not to sneeze. Ah, oh, allergies are, are kicking my butt. Um, Love this sort of content. Like I said, I'm raising my children to be conscious of who they are. Absolutely, you're better match. Um, I don't have kids, but if I did, I would definitely be raising them. I'm raising my dogs to be conscious dogs. So, um, But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but does everyone ever, ever wonder why did he make us uh, and still with us even though we mess up? Okay, so bark woof, bark woof great question like why did god make us if we mess up why did he create us uh sinful okay so what is sin the definition of sin is out of vibration with god okay um we've we've misinterpreted it for years it's really being out of alignment with god uh or with that that concept of brahman the energetic intelligent being within all of us um we make up one body Okay, you know, even Christ said that I am in my father, my father is in me, and they are in me. We are in Christ. We are part of that body. Literally, he was saying, hey, we're all in each other, by the way. So we're one being. We are one spirit, one consciousness. Like, think about that. You're not hearing that at the pulpit. You're hearing different doctrine and dogma. You're hearing separation. You're hearing fear, uncertainty, doubt. 
you're hearing quick answers and cool sermon titles to try and get people to come back. I don't want you to come back here, by the way. I hope that one of these days, one of the messages I have changes someone's life and that they don't ever have to come back to the well because they start drinking from it. And in the Gospel of Thomas, that's what um, he tells Thomas. He says, you're no longer my follower for you have become drunk by the same well from which I spring forth from. So what does that even mean? That means when you get it, and you start becoming the well, you don't need to go back to the well because you have opened up a spring of God within you, the kingdom of God within you. And that's what I'm talking about, guys. That's what I'm talking about with this prophecy. More and more people are going to realize this. And by the way, the more people realize this, the more people are going to call out, call out and say, uh, you know, oh, the false prophet, oh, they're, they're new age, they're whatever. You know, it's all labels, guys. I'm not a product. I don't need a label. Because I'm already marked by the one who made the energy within me, who created the energy within me, not made the flesh that binds that energy, but the one who created that energy. Joshua says exactly what Cub said. Amen. Uh, it blows my mind. In many ways, we are nothing, and still he loves us. Bark Wolf, Bark Wolf, um, that... That is one thing I would really encourage you to deconstruct from. In many ways, we are nothing and still he loves us. Um, that's a mentality I've had for a long time, the kind of worms in a bucket mentality, like thank God for Jesus because I suck. Um, but think about it. Think about it. Think about who Jesus says you are. Okay, Not God in the Old Testament, not the old prophets. Think about Jesus as bringing a brand new God, a brand new understanding, a completely different path. Think about that. And I think it'll start to unlock something within you where you go, wait a minute, I'm worthy because he called me worthy. My flesh doesn't want me to ascend. My flesh doesn't want me connecting with Brahman, with God, with the spirit, Christ, he said, my father is in truth and spirit. Okay. He wasn't talking about a physical God. He even said that no one has seen the father. No one has stood before him. Yet Moses stood before God. Like he, they knew what he was talking about. They knew he was not connecting the dots to that God. Like they, they, they knew it, but we don't because we've, we've tried to combine them somehow. And we've ended up with this really, really limiting mythology, doctrine, theology, whatever you want to call it, that all it does is trap us even worse in the matrix. Some want to know their purpose. Some are just meant to create an energy that illuminate others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Uh, your better match says, absolutely. Uh, we have been in the consciousness of Christ so that we have the thoughts of God. Very good. Absolutely. Um, that's very good. Uh, Colossus says, I've decided that I will make my flesh live congruently with my spirit as best I can. Yeah, that's what the, the, the practice of fasting and meditation and yoga are all about. Is you're, you're getting your body to be in agreement with the truth in your spirit. Like, it's that simple. It's a lot of work, by the way. 
oh, so you get to work to get to heaven? No, no, no. But you work to become your best so that you can bless others and enlighten as many people as possible, help raise the consciousness of this planet, show others what Christ actually looks like because we're a part of him. And you can replace the word Christ, which is really the Roman word that was made up. Um, and it really comes from the Latin Christos, uh, which is anointing or ointment. And so if you think about Christ rather than that, think about Jesus as the Logos. He's the word of God. The Logos is the divine expression or the computation. So rather than saying, I'm going to show the world what Jesus looks like, say, I'm going to show the world what the expression of God, the divine expression and the computation of God looks like. I'm going to show them what serendipity and synchronicity and blessings and overflow and love and forgiveness and unity look like. i got to pause for a few minutes sometimes just to let it sink in. There's a lot of comments right now. There's a lot of people. We're going into this new year. I mean, here we are. It's January 3rd, 2023. I talked the other day. If you didn't get the podcast, check out the 2023 prophetic word video that I did. It's fantastic. And I'm not saying it's fantastic because I did it. I'm saying... Don't miss what I said in that. You have an opportunity to fulfill your own prophecy in this time period. You're a co-creator with the most high, the most high energetic expression of the divine within yourself, within others, within the collective, within the consciousness of the universe. Quit trying to put a face on God and let him flow through you. Uh, Mick says, I want to hear more. Well, welcome, my friend. Welcome. Joshua, what's up? Uh, the three magi arrived. Um, the altar is symbolic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope you guys get what I'm talking about here today. I want to try to finish reading Enoch real quick. I try to limit the amount of commercials that, you know, platforms put on my content. Uh, I do this full time. If you guys love what I'm doing, Check out cubkuker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can get all of my spiritual resources over there. It's going to forward you to my stand store, S-T-A-N dot S-T-O-R-E slash cubkuker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R. You can also find info about our Mythos community over there. Mythos, again, I explained what it means earlier, but really it's just a community of people that say, hey, we love what Cub's doing. We want to support what he's doing. I want to be a patron of Cubs channel. And by the way, I want to get into the exclusive group. We've got a private Facebook group, a private YouTube channel with an ever expanding library of content. And we also have a call, a live call on video with all of our members every single Saturday. We vary the times on Saturday. So you are surely able to join at some point. Uh, so there's no conflicts or anything within uh, your scheduling. So I do it normally between eight and five on Saturdays at random times. We send out a 30 minute heads up uh, so everybody can jump on the call and it's super easy and fun. And we're just an incredible support community for those of us that are waking up and want to go to the next level and really have that communal support around them. It's awesome. Truth That Travels is a part of it. Jason's a part of it. 
who else do we have? Annie Logan's a part of it. Um, we got a bunch of people on here. So if you guys go check that out, um, I'm gonna go ahead and continue through January giving a free copy of my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. Uh, you get an audiobook download for free. I'll give you a special code if you join in the month of January. It's still only nine bucks, so you can get in for nine bucks a month and support what I'm doing and get a free copy of my book. Um, and and I'm telling you, we have, I think I've had two people drop out of the group and it was mainly just because they weren't active in it. Um, and then some people um, had some big life changes, which I totally understand, but uh, we have over 50 members in the group now, and really, it is an incredibly uh, tight group. We are we are an awesome family over there. So, please consider joining that. That's my only commercial. Um, that helps out. If just a handful of people join every live stream I do, then we get where I need to go with this, so I can uh, continue this mission. So, uh, Plastic Man says, "Hey, is that George Harrison?" Sure. Uh, it's George Harrison. It's your grandfather. Um, it's my grandfather. It's, um, my neighbor. It's your neighbor. It's anybody. It's whoever it needs to be. So, uh, Tyler June. Thank you, my friend. She says, I'll join. Uh, what's the code for the copy of the book? Hey, as soon as you join Tyler, you just hit it up on my website, cubcooker.com. Uh, fill out the form. It'll take you two minutes. Um, as soon as you're signed up on the monthly membership, it'll email you a link to the private Facebook group. You just request to join over there. I'll let you in and welcome you. And then I'll make sure you get a code. So um, that's all you have to do. And uh, I'll welcome you and make sure you get your code. So thank you. And we look forward to having you. That'll be awesome. So uh, there's a great band named Mythos, by the way. That's awesome, Principal Project. Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 impossible to uh, name a community without, you know, there, there's there's books named Mythos. There's other communities. There's bands there's uh concepts there's all kinds of stuff um but really i picked it you know the long form name of it is the cub cooker mythos patron community so that's the official name for it but um but yeah it's really really um i think that that honestly is where like the real work is going down over there um especially our calls on saturday like just really empowering people each other uh, Missy, yeah, Missy's a part of our Mythos community. Welcome, my friend. She says, I've missed you all. I've missed you too. We have all, um, it's been a weird holiday. And today, just so you guys know, personal note here, I've been in pain all day. And I mean, I don't know if it's the moon, the sun, the stars, the weather, what it is. Uh, my whole body hurts. Um, this morning, my dog was trying to eat the other dog's food and I grabbed her collar, but I only grabbed it with my ring finger. And it sprained my finger all the way down. And now my whole arm hurts. All the nerves hurt all the way into my back and shoulders. Um, so on top of the headaches I've been having all year, it's just fantastic. Um, just got to love it, right? Um, I'm ready to get moved back out to the country, hopefully this year, uh, God willingly, and uh, get my meditative space back and some fresh country air. Hopefully feel better because living in the city has not been helpful for my, uh, my mental, physical, or spiritual health, to be really honest. So, uh, Mick says, I got to go, but I'm hearing, uh, I'm heading to your website right now and we'll be back. Thanks a million. Thank you, Mick. 
appreciate your support. Um, I've got a couple of t-shirts for the new year on there too. And I'm going to put this guy on a t-shirt because um, I like him. I think he's cool. And I would totally wear one of these. So uh, let's see. Great question, Colossus. How can I not feel selfish about wanting financial success? Okay, so here's the deal. Money is a vibration. Um, I haven't done a money workshop, but I'm going to. I think a lot of people want it and need it. Um, one of the best books in the world that will help you, because you need to deprogram about money and you need to understand uh, how you get it and how you can use it well. Um, I've not always been great at using money, but money is a frequency and you're going to use it with whatever frequency you're on. If you're just in a 3D frequency and you're focused on money because you need it and you have to have it because you won't be happy without it, um, you're going to use it in 3D ways and it's going to really weigh you down spiritually. If you look at it as it just is and you realize it's everywhere and you realize that uh, you can make a million dollars by charging one person a million dollars for something, or you can charge a million people a dollar, or you can charge 10,000 people or a hundred thousand people, um, a hundred dollar. I mean, you know, like you just do the math and you can keep breaking it up. I'm horrible at math by the way. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. And like the 10 X rule is the best book in the world for that. I'll just show you. Um, I've got it right here. Ugh. My candle was on it. I don't know why I put my candle on it. That was smart. This is the 10x rule. Uh, it's by Grant Cardone. He's one of my mentors. And I wouldn't just say one of my mentors. I would say he he is the mentor that has helped me get to where I am. More than he probably knows. Maybe one day I'll get to tell him. Um, but the 10x rule is, I think, what anyone that's ready to step into like deprogramming and figuring out what abundance really is, is the book to read. Because um, if you're spiritual, the book is spiritual. If you're worldly, the book is worldly. You're going to find in it what you are. And guys, that's what it's about when it comes to money in the new year. Money in the new year. Marvell, No! She's on the counter, I hear cups and plates jingling around so that's always fun um whatever frequency you're on is whatever you're going to transmute the money into that frequency and that's really really important um so before my dog destroys the kitchen it's been a weird one a weird day i'm trying to get my head right and get back into this year i'm gonna go do some yoga tonight and exercise <laughs> you be, your better match is laughing saying the dog yeah hey what did you get hold on what uh uh what is that drop it i see oh you got paper towel oh okay now i've got slobber all over my hands i hope you guys have a sense of humor because that's my life so um annie's laughing thank you annie uh, a lot of people have complained too. I've got some really snide comments on the podcast saying, just get to the point. Quit messing with the dogs. We don't want to hear about your life. You don't want to hear about my life and move on, my friend. There are other channels out there that will get to the point. And by the way, they don't care about you. They just want the views. You ask anyone in the mythos community, I care about you. I love you. I want you to succeed in every sense of the word. Okay. They do that on my lives too. You're better match. Um, 
your better match i'll check out your channel maybe we can collab sometime um i'm looking for more people to collaborate with this year um i've been collaborating with joshua from sons of god ministries i'm going to do one with bob i did truth seeker i'm going to have truth seeker on here again very soon so uh yeah let, let's uh reach out and and get that going so um because i just think it's fun and i think that there's a lot of creators i want to meet and talk with and just spread our good word around especially people who are on the same vibration um i think that that's really important so leathercraft nation says your pups are cooler than those people yes thank you very much my friend thank you um i'm friends with two other creators that do similar work awesome see that's yeah, and I think that I want to just start networking around and doing a better job of that because I think there's a lot of people with a really rad message out there that needs to, be, to, needs to get out there. I can't even talk today, guys. I don't know what my deal is, but um, it's just it's a weird vibe today. So anyway, but I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day. Uh, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to have to finish Enoch. I mean, I keep doing this. You know, how many more verses we have? Like five more verses till the end of it. Um in fact, let me just finish it right now because I'm almost done with it. And, th and this just really wraps it up. So verse 19, and after that, there shall still be more unrighteousness than that which was first consummated on the earth. For I know the mysteries of the holy ones. For he, the Lord, has showed me and informed me, and I have read in the heavenly tablets. And I saw written on them that generation upon generation shall transgress till a generation of righteousness arises and transgression is destroyed and sin passes away from the earth and all manner of good comes upon it. And now my son go and make known to thy son Lamech that this son which has been born is in truth his son and that is no lie. And when Methuselah heard the words of his father Enoch for he had shown to him everything in secret. He returned and showed to him and called on the name of the son Noah. For he will comfort the earth after all the destruction. So I want you to think about that last line. What, what is Noah an archetype for in this situation? He builds a vessel that rescues humanity, right? It's very clear from this text now, not necessarily from the biblical text, but from the book of Enoch here, it's very clear that Noah is a star seed. He's definitely not from here. He was definitely seeded on this planet. He was definitely different. And then it says that he will comfort the earth after the destruction. Now we know from Genesis, we know which God ordered that destruction. Okay, I don't believe that that Brahmin, the, the purity of the energetic intelligent spiritual father mother logos ordered that destruction and i believe that that energy connected to higher forms higher entities and beings is continuing to seed our planet to protect us to awaken people and try to return the purpose of this creation back to the father the mother and the son that's what I believe, but what do you believe? You may go, wow, this guy's crazy. You may go, uh, wow, I've never thought of that. You may go, well, that's not biblical. You may go, well, I don't even know. I've never even thought that long about it. Well, this is your invite to A, think that long about it. B, open your mind and C, just ask Source, Unity, Father, 
for the truth because it's already written within your heart and all he has to do is unlock it within you so that you can start to see with your eyes and hear with your ears. Uh, ERD says, uh, Erdsman uh, says, I'm crazy too, brother. Amen, absolutely. Well, we'll be crazy to crazy together if I can talk. I think it's because my sinuses are all stopped up and I can't formulate words. It's really annoying. But think about that. Are you here to comfort? Are you here to awaken? Are you here to guide? Are you here to heal? Are you here to manifest? Are you here to love? Are you here to forgive? Maybe you're here for all of the above. I love you guys. <laughs> Jason says, it's an occult. Uh, this is a cult, by the way. This is what uh, the knowledge that I share here is considered occult knowledge, okay? Uh, the word occult means hidden, okay? It does not mean evil. It does not mean uh, sorcery or sacrifice. It just means that um, it's a hidden thing. Um, and the word esoteric means almost the same exact thing. Esoteric is normally uh, representative by the actual written language of something, the esoteric language or knowledge. Occult is more normally an attribute of like um, a group of people. They are a cult or an idea is a cult, that type thing. So not to be confused with the, the, the word C-U-L-T. Um, but yeah, the cool cult. Absolutely. So, um, and that's not what we are. Just so you guys know, um, you don't have to uh, dress a certain way or show up at any kind of uh, complex or anything like that. We're just a bunch of people online that love each other, want to make the world a better place. And if you want to join our community, then you're more than welcome to, and, uh, you don't have to, there's no initiation process. The only thing you have to do is go through the pay portal, uh, support what I'm doing at nine bucks a month. And then you just get access to a lot of extra stuff. By the way, if you don't want to do that, you don't have the money or you don't want to pay, or you, you think it's wrong to pay or whatever, just keep showing up here. And I do this for free every day, twice a day, plus a bunch of little videos over on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. You can get the audio podcast. So there's tons of free stuff, tons of free stuff. If you're not sure about me or whatever, uh, you, you're more than welcome to uh, engage in that. There's also a free Facebook group uh, for spiritual questions and discussion. So I will tell you, it's interesting. I've got a free group with hundreds of members in it, hundreds of members. And our little 50 member group has more conversation, more questions and answers, more love between each other going on uh, in in an hour than that thing does in a day. And I just tell you that, that that's just the, the nature of the beast guys. When people say, Hey, I really value what this guy's doing and they step out and they support it. And then they join a group of other people that are supporting it. There's an energy that happens. There's something deeper and it, and it really is a mindset. Um, and I've had a lot of people say, Oh, you're just charging for all the real knowledge guys. There's no real knowledge over in the mythos group. It's, it's just a, deeper down the rabbit hole, just people loving each other and uh, just more access and more stuff going on. It, it's not like that. I'm not hiding the secrets over there. Um, so I hope you guys understand that. It really is a patron community. Um, and I say that because that's a really, really good question that we had earlier about money for the new year. And I got to tell you, like, it's very clear what, what Christ said about, you know, where your money is, your heart is. And for me, guys, that's true. I used to spend a lot of money on junk and toys and having the coolest stuff or whatever. 
Um, and then I had to sell all of that because where my heart was changed. And this is where my heart is now. And that's weird, guys. Like, it, it's weird because it's true. It's so true because it, it really is um, like what you're investing in becomes real. And I'm not telling you that you have to invest in me. I'm just saying think about your own life and like, are you spending money on fast food because you don't want to cook at home? Are you spending money on a gym membership you don't use? Are you spending money on 10 different streaming networks that are all feeding you the same crap? That's just a question. Only you can answer that. So, um, Let's see. ERD says, I saw your Facebook video. I like what you're doing. Thank you very much. Annie says, we are family. You can't find a better group with a lot of great teachings from Cub. Thank you very much. Uh, Jason says, uh, no point to it. Uh, no point in it anymore. Um, let's see. Uh, my health in this dense body is the only thing I invest in. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, I'm right there with you, right there with you. Um, spiritual practice guys, spiritual practice, spiritual practice, spiritual practice. You guys want to know the secret to everything I do here. Um, I'm not perfect. I've got more problems than anyone. But I'm telling you the secret to all of this and what Christ taught himself is the spiritual practice, is the awakening of consciousness, is the actual yoga, the meditation, the fasting. Whatever you angle you choose to approach it, that's the key that unlocks all of this. Because you can think about it all day long, but if you don't combine your thoughts, your actions, your feelings from your heart chakra... And combine those into something that is an actual energetic force around and through you, then you'll never get anywhere with any of this. Whether it's money, health, wellness, fame, creating, relationships, I don't care what it is. They're all the same thing because it's all a vibration. And by the way, when you step into higher vibrations, you're going to have money problems with the way you spent money in the lower vibrations. You're going to have relationship problems with the way you approach relationships in the lower vibrations. Do you guys get what I'm saying? It'll change everything. It's going to change your world. And that change is not comfortable, okay? It's not comfortable. Breathe in, breathe out. I was listening with Leathercraft Nation, I'll end on this, to MC Yogi yesterday. And one of his songs, he says, The promised land is in the palm of your hand. It's not on a map. Draw the mind back. Make direct contact. And I implore all of us to stop arguing doctrine, dogma, politic, economic, whatever. Conspiracy this, that, I don't care. Make direct contact with the one true being within you. I love you. Have a beautiful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Peace.